Welcome back, friends. Hello. Good to see you. We're happy you're here. Today, we have an awesome episode for you with a guest that we have known for over 10 years. His name is John Arnold, and he and his wife, Becky, have been promoting natural bodybuilding for 28 years. Uh, natural bodybuilding has an awesome community, has an awesome following, and um, it's really interesting to hear just how things have evolved over the years for natural bodybuilding, where it's coming, where it's going, all the things that involve the evolution of it. Him and Becky competed themselves. They've promoted shows. They've hosted shows. Uh, they judge all over the country. John is a legend around the Kansas City area. Uh, he has gotten at least a hundred, if not thousands of people into the sport of bodybuilding. And uh, you can definitely hear his passion and his voice as he talks about it. So if you are a fan of bodybuilding in any uh, capacity, this is a great episode for you. As always, guys, let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, make sure to like, uh, subscribe and share. Uh, we appreciate all your support and uh, let's get to the episode. John, you and Becky have been bodybuilding for how long? When did you guys get started? Well, actually, Becky and I competed, uh, I think we were probably 30 on our first show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so like 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so in, in Becky and I, actually, the first show we did together, little show in Liberty, Missouri, and I think it was at, like, old Jay's Gym or whatever up there in some of the people might remember this, and um, but it was kind of a local deal, you know. And we thought, hey, let's jump in, have a little fun with that, and uh, kind of got the bug. And uh, what was the bug for you personally? Essentially, what it comes down for me was, I got a college. I ran track in college, and I lifted in college, and uh, it's kind of a wildcat at the time because the coaches told me not to run because it make me slower, bulk me up. Just the thinking back then. You got to remember, this is like 1977. Sure. Sure. 75, whatever. So, uh, but I did it anyway, and it helped a lot. So I was always kind of a, and through high school too, I, my buddies were all, and we were considered the meatheads and all that fun stuff. So, um, but the bottom line was I, I got in powerlifting after I got out of college and did really well with it. And um, we had our first kid, my Matt, whatever. And, uh, I got back in the gym and pull, trying to pull 460 for a triple, right? And uh, I felt a little click in my back. Well, I herniated my disc. That put me out. I thought, well, okay, I'm going to get in the bodybuilding. And I uh, figured, you know, I couldn't do that anymore pretty much. You don't have to have a strong back and bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I'm but just kidding. You're <laughs> not doing a lot of maximal lifts in bodybuilding. Correct. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You can get away with a lot more volume. Right, way. right. So it was the first show that you did a natural bodybuilding show for, for listeners, you know, explain to them, you know, what you do and who you are real quick. John Arnold, uh, with my, my wife, Becky, we are the NAMBF promoters for uh, Kansas city. And we do one in in St. Louis as well. Gateway. Uh, We do the natural Southern States classic. We just finished with our, our NAMBF national show and our IPE world championships just just uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah. so, so you're the the man as far as uh promoting natural bodybuilding in the country would you say that's a fair assumption i don't know if i'm the man you're the man but we try yeah <laughs> has there been anybody that's been promoting natural bodybuilding longer than you that you know of you know i really don't know uh i'll be honest with you we have probably been promoting longer in some federations or even existed so far by a long shot yeah 28 years yeah 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 so when you did your first bodybuilding show was it a natural show no no i i competed in npc for like six years okay mm-hmm. right right and did you that, have to go the full seven years to start doing an mbf no 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 i i never it was always natural when i competed over there sure um and just got to the point where you know it just you know, I, I knew I'd never, you know, win a show probably, you know, just because I didn't want to go down that road. Sure. Has nothing against any people want to do that. Sure. I want to tell you you got the right front. Yeah. Um, what it can, it just, just my conviction and Becky's as well. Yeah. And um, so what happened, I was actually downtown um, and they had these big, you know, magazine racks at the time, way before Google. <laughs> Social media didn't exist. And I found this magazine called Pro, uh, Natural Bodybuilding Magazine. Actually, Natural Physique at the time. Uh, it was Chalo Publications, WBF deal. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, there's probably a calendar in the back. 
and I opened it up, and heck, there's a show up in uh, uh, Des Moines, and it was an NAMBA at the time. And I thought, I'm going to try this. I go up there, and if I remember right, it was just all bodybuilding. And it, I believe it was about a 50 competitor show, and I was pretty surprised, to be honest with you. And uh, did really well. I got like third, and you know, I could tell the people were like my size, and really, really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. And uh, so I kind of stuck with that, you know. And uh, the, the problem was, I think the second year in, they, they kind of folded. Uh, it was kind of the tail end of some other um, promoters and Diori, whatever. Well, then uh, Scott Dickerson, uh, the original president of the NMBF, got with, uh, I think it was uh, Todd Mills and some other guys, and they put together the NMBF. They kind of brought it back, you know. And uh, so I competed with those guys, really enjoyed it. And uh, I just told Scott he needs to put a show in Kansas City. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I told him, you need to do that. And he said, we well, think so? I said, well, larger population, Des Moines. And uh, so, I don't know, a month Later, he calls me and says, hey, you want to do this? Can you help me out? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So can you scout out some facilities? And, he, and I said, sure. And I was outside sales pretty much at the time. And so we went around, looked at you know, different places, and actually landed on where we're at right now. And, uh, but anyway, so what happened was I, I, what I eventually ended up doing is, you know, he calls me, and I, I was in, I'm in print and graphic and whatnot, too, and and he said, "Did anybody get some trophies?" I said, "Yeah, I kind of know because I'm kind of in that business." I said, "But look, I don't want any politics, nothing, right? In this, I don't want anybody to know I'm helping." By the way, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we got the show off the ground, and uh, I really wasn't involved in it in 1997, except for I competed, and I won the overall. And I'm like, going, oh, you know, I'm thinking. And you got to remember back then, we didn't have phones, instant pictures, all that. Sure. So I was kind of bittersweet, you know. The next day, I had to go to one-hour photo, you know, get some photos done. And I'm like, okay, it's pretty legit, you know. So, but that night, he kept saying, you know, you conquered this thing. You need to you promote it for me. I go, uh, no, uh, I got two kids. I got a full-time job. And and he's, uh, well, just think about it. So he called me, I don't know, a few weeks later. Hey, you thinking about it? I go, well, not really, <laughs> you know, and we'll talk to your wife and whatnot. All right. So we talked to Becky. He said, well, hey, if this screws up your job, you're done, right? And so we went halves on the, the next show, and it, it, it about doubled in size. So, you know, we're going, now this might be legitimate. And I'll tell you honestly, I saw that happen, and all the years that I was competing, you know, on the other side of the coin – you know, I'm in the back, and it was the kind of thing of, yeah, this is so unfair, and, and the guys in the back that didn't want to do drugs, they're just, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this for those guys. That's kind of what it was. And also the kind fact. Kind of gave that, you a why, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and I'm, you know, and my deal was, you know, I wanted to bring that joy that I found when I found the natural side, because I didn't want to go there on the other side. And uh, that's really what it's all about. It's all about fairness, pretty much. You know, and, and that's all I wanted to do. Can, so, you know, for those who might not know, steroids in America were legal up until 1992. Is that correct? Right, right. So can you give us like a, you know, explain to us what the what the culture around lifting was like when you had bodybuilding and at, at, at the time it's newly illegal to use steroids. Was that 1994? Or ninety yeah, two, I think so, right around there. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I guess give us the give us an explanation of the culture around lifting at that time. Then also, you know, why when something is legal like that, why you were deciding I don't want to take steroids. Well, I, I'm going to tell you what from my standpoint. I was in college and, and a uh, shot putter, good you know, good friend of mine. He's telling me, hey, "I'm going to maybe do those things." I go, "Well, I'm going to go to the library and look at the PDR." And I started reading all the side effects. I'm like, for our listeners, what is the PDR? It's a physician's desk reference lab. And it has all listing of all drugs out there. I don't even know if they even have it anymore. I'm not real sure, but it's about, you know, three inches thick. And uh, I just got in there and started looking at Diana Ball. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to lose my hair. Mm -hmm. Already getting thin. Yeah. You know, and, and the other side effects of, you know, uh, testicular atrophy, you know, just. It scared me. Totally. And I told him about it, and uh, I think he, he kind of stayed away from it too. But, uh, but the bottom line is, it, I think it's all about, 
yourself and where you feel like, you know, you want to go. And I was a pretty good athlete in college. And I thought, you know, do I really want to go that far? And, uh, and I felt my natural ability was pretty decent, you know, I had mm-hmm. pretty, pretty balanced physique. Basically my brother, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm like in sixth grade and my big brother was into weights and, uh, he always told me, he goes, Hey, when you do one side of your arm or the muscle, you do the other side. Always do the you know, front and back. Balance. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought that way. We was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like in sixth grade. <laughs> well, it's cool that he taught you that at such a young age. I don't you know. know. It just kind of stuck with me, you know, and, so. And you're in a spot where, you know, like, you know, Kyle's saying, like, you were around for the, uh, you know, the ascendance of, of drugs and uh, how mm-hmm. steroids were very prominent. Obviously, right. at this time, you know, it wasn't as out as it is now, but you know, in professional sports, everybody was on them as well. Professional sure. baseball is yeah. when it was really starting to happen. And the Mark McGuire's and Jose Canseco's and all this was really in the prime of their years of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were changing their shape of their bodies real fast. Right. 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 And so for our listeners, um, if you are to compete in a NPC or IFBB show, mm-hmm. it does not, um, mean that you are taking steroids at all. And right. like you said, John, you were competing in NPC for six years. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, what it does mean is that it is not tested. And so right. you have the freedom to use drugs if you'd like to. Um, if you'd want to use that advantage or that edge, you can. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a must. But if you are to compete in an ANBF show, um, it needs to be that you have not taken any form of drugs. And I believe is that for seven years? Is that right? Seven years pre, right. And then uh, at the show, we do a polygraph before everybody polygraphs before the show. Lie detector test. Yes. Right? Yes. And then uh, when, when you do go compete on stage, all of our top two competitors in an open class, pro qualifiers, that kind of thing, we pull urine on everybody. But we also pull urine on anybody else that we think we should, you know, just outright signs or whatever. Uh, and we, in the last few years, we've been doing a lot of, like, out-of-season testing. So, in other words, we see a pro in the audience, in, or it's a trainer or whatever, we have them drop urine to at the show. So... Wow. So my question is, um, out of all the tests that you guys do, what ratio do you think have come back failing? Uh, it's, I, I'm going to say maybe 10%, but I think a lot of it's due to the fact that, um, basically I think people know that NMBF is pretty serious IPE about what we do. And we've got a long history of actually doing what we do. So a lot of this is all deterrent in my book. Hey, wh- why take the chance to go over there totally. and get caught? Right. You know, and um, now. that's always that's always boggled my mind is when you have you have the NPC where you can, you know, compete and do whatever you want. You can blast whatever you want and no one's going to say anything to you about it. And then people still try and sneak into a natural show and get away with taking stuff. And right. it, here's the thing, too. It's it's not it's kind of easy to tell when somebody has been using anabolic steroids their shoulders are going to be more capped um, they're going to have a, a lot more density typically natural bodybuilders are going to be leaner um, I would say on average um, and somebody you know when they have that look it's kind of easy to tell is that a way that you guys you but then again there are people out there who don't what's uh, the natural bodybuilder Doug um, Doug Miller. Doug Miller. Huge. Doug Miller is one of those guys where you look at him, right. you're like, dude, that wow. that is ridiculous. Impressive. <laughs> right. You well, know. And I'll tell you what, uh, there's uh, David Weaver, local guy. Yeah. Uh, he was right there with Doug, and uh, and I, I I worked out with uh, David up in Iowa after we were judging the show, in between, and that guy, he was like squatting five fifty, you know, for sets and reps. I'm like. He want me to spot him. I said, I'm not dying today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, they're, they're, they're outliers too. That right. like, you know, you, when people try and genetics. dissect that kind of stuff on the internet, I'm like, you know, I, I always think back, I played football in college and some of the guys that I played football with, you know, I know we're not using steroids, but we're, you know, 280 pounds and you could see their abs, you Absolutely. know? And yeah. so they're genetic outliers out there where you're just like, it's really hard. It's, it's easy to tell sometimes depending on what somebody looked like prior, but it's hard to tell if you just have a snapshot. So right, if right. you've never seen, you know, what somebody looked like in the past, you know, it can be harder to judge because right. I have seen guys that are, you know, 200 and 
20 pounds and they're shredded, you know, and right. that's just naturally right. their parents are the <laughs> the right. reason that they look partially the reason they look like that. Not trying to underplay, you know, somebody's hard work, right. but, right. um, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you guys have a, have a serious, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, to consistently, you know, put out a good product when, you know, your product is totally dependent on making sure that, you know, there is fair competition across the board. Right. right. Is that expensive to do for your, your federation is to consistently test people like that? How many, how many tests are you guys doing in a year? We, we actually have to do every show at least 20% of the contingency. Um, and which those blood tests are like 200 bucks a piece, correct? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So, so it's all urine. Oh, okay. Right. Right. And, uh, through our Abbott labs, we do the initial one that's gas chromatography. Uh, what we've been doing is if someone goes hot and especially pros and whatnot, cause it's about money, uh, we will, uh, send theirs to what's called Smyrta labs. It's in Oregon and they do the RMS, which is like 450. Mm-hmm. For each one of those. Um, the other ones are a little less than 100 uh, And then Smyrtle does actually, a, a, I think it's $120 each, uh, something like that. And uh, those are, they do uh, disarms as well in that one. But sure. uh, primarily the first one is more about uh, seeing if the ratio goes over 6 to 1. Um, and that's your testosterone, that'd be te- testosterone ratio. Sure. Yeah, so that's pretty much what we do. And, and that marker pops and. Yeah, we have, we have to call them. Further investigate yeah. from there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, we have to call them and talk to them about it. And usually if they say, okay, all right, and they just kind of go away, then you know that they're pretty much, uh, they were positive for sure. With that being said, John, yeah. you have people who you said, it's like, let's say just uh, from a rough guesstimate is roughly 10% of these tests are coming back with a fail. But of those 10%, how many do you think have malicious intent versus is in like they they went in knowing that they were they were trying to pass themselves off because we have the amount of people that have failed that'll you know scream bloody murder that they went to you know a supplement store and got something from there oh it's always the tainted supplement that's right it's right they they put something in there that was not what's supposed to be and all this and it's like uh you know we fall on the knife on the sword sometimes at supplement stores and you're like dude that creatine did not make you pop that caffeine did not make you pop and, uh, you know, you telling me that the ratio is what you're looking at from that six to one is like the first thing you look right, at. Right. That seems like pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know, far away from a, from the I've creatine al- levels being too high. I've always loved the idea <laughs> that like, yeah, a, a supplement company went ahead and put something that's more expensive than the actual raw supplement itself right. into the supplement. You're like, no one would do that. Why would they do that? They're trying to increase margin. <laughs> well, I will tell you that they're had, and I don't think it's happened anymore. Sure. Because I think social media calls these people out big time. But there was a point where there were people putting, you know, oh, yeah. a little bit of this in there. Well, here's the oh, difference. Yeah, there's, those those get existed. That market share. It's, sure. and, you know, those were in test boosters. So right. the person was already taking a, so yeah, there what wasn't was, a pre-workout that had juice in it. You know yeah. What it, it depends on what yeah. they're blaming it on because what happened is the, the market of pro hormones was huge. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 10 years ago, it, you know, we were selling a lot of pro hormones and what people would, you know, what a company would do, there would be like a no name company that would buy pro hormones or whatever. And those are the companies where you're like, you need to stay away from that company because right. who knows what's in there well, for sure. But, I, but I, like the creatine or like a, you know, a pre-workout caffeine, yeah. caffeine that's content, by a reputable, reputable you know. company. You're like, no, <laughs> well, but I tell people all the time, I say, if, if you're out there buying that great area product, you know, like off online, yeah. A sarm you know, or yeah, yeah. If, if you if it sounds like it, smells like it, you know, reads like it, whatever, don't take it. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't, just wait and see if if anything pops on that stuff. And and I'm the guy that, for example, we have it's called a it's a info net whatever you know. Uh, and uh, whenever that comes across, uh, we use swell and whatnot for trying to uh, uh, communicate with our you know with our competitors and and possibly. You know, people out there are kind of wondering if they did something wrong. So they'll actually send that note through an email. And I'm the guy who has to do, I'm the czar. I have to right. dig in and find out, you know, if that's legitimate or not. And, uh, you know, I've got to get rec- recommendations a lot of times. And, and usually what happens is it's a pro hormone that, but then not, I mean, it's probably not. It's, it's like it has like 
the chemical name, but there's like two or three different chemicals in there that doesn't yeah. really exist. Yeah. So it's really BS, to be honest with you. Sure. Yeah. So uh, so to be direct again on that question, yeah. of that 10%, how many of that 10% do you think have malicious intent? Uh, as far as they were trying to pass themselves trying off, trying to be sneaky, sneaky, or are they trying, or they really did take, and like I guess, what's the ratio of people that you know really popped because they took a pre workout? I'm going to say they pretty much know what they're doing, pretty much all the time, and that, you're, you're going to get this. Well, my coach gave me something in a plastic bag. Didn't just take these, you know. Just trust me. Well, that might happen here and there, you know. But the thing is, if you do that then you're pretty much guilty by association exactly. there. Yeah, you have some exactly. discretion, right? So, you know, we got to draw a line. I mean, simple as that. So, so if you, if you do, if you do not pass a polygraph, it's a five year penalty. You can't compete. Right. But a long time, it was like seven, seven and seven, right? Seven years off. If you get go urine. And uh, since I, I can handle that stuff and I always thought, you know, let's go five because that gives them a possible chance. They might come back. And it may not send them down the road to go ahead and do whatever they want to do. You know, you know what I mean? It gives them hope. Better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, this is about, you know, right. Them wanting to, you know, stay in love with the sport too. Right. But when, when I see a urine go and somebody lost their pro card on stage against someone actually lost their day in the sun, their family and all that came to watch that I'll be honest with you, just pissed me off. I, when I see that, and it's, it's just a horrible situation. And, you know, we got to call the guy and, go and get their trophy back. And sometimes that doesn't happen and all that fun stuff. And I thought, you know, we put we put together, went to five. Now it's life, though. You go urine on us, you're gone. No more. I no. think that's fair. Yeah. I absolutely. think that's fair. I think you got to, you know, to respect the Federation for what it stands for. Exactly. Well, you're saying losing that day in the sun, I can't imagine, you know. Um, it's just not how you picture it whenever, you know, someone, um, you know, becomes a pro after the fact. I want to say Elliot, who used to work for us, had this happen to him in some degree, right? Didn't he get his pro card after the show? Yeah, yeah. How did that How did that work out? Do you remember? I just, this is this an example of that? Right, exactly. Yeah, so we so we had him come up on stage at another show and, and gave him his card, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Right in front of everybody. Sure. And that's, sure. that's about the only thing we could do. That best case scenario, right? And that's what else can you do, handle, right? Yeah. But yeah. If they want to do that, we'll do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have but you seen had, the documentary had, Icarus? Yes. Is it, is it the one about the, doping? Yeah, the, the cyclist guy? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. It's so good. It's so good. That kind of opened my eyes to just the extent people will go to to cheat. And, sophistication um, is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. The you know the people that are working on trying to get around those tests. What I found interesting about that was the people that are actually supposedly protecting everyone was teaching you how to. Oh yeah. The test. Oh yeah. If anybody hadn't seen that, go out and look. The, at the it. doping the doping agency that was running for uh, uh, Russia was actually the one that was like <laughs> teaching them how right. to dope. Yeah. Unbelievable. Talk which about is holes which is the side of the building and pull. Yeah, it's just crazy. Which and it's also crazy because they were like, you know, if you think Russia's bad, China is ten times worse. Oh, <laughs> but uh, do you guys does does the IPE? Do you guys have somebody who's focused on that? Who's trying to counteract, um, you know, the work that people are probably trying to do behind closed doors to work around the tests that you guys have? Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Protein Bros podcast. Just a reminder, we do not run any ads on this podcast. We'd really love to grow it though and make sure that we further our mission of getting our voice out to as many people in the Midwest as possible who love fitness. If you've taken the time to listen, we really appreciate your time. Please like, comment, share the podcast, let people know about it. It's our only ask along the way. Uh, let's get back to the episode. It's pretty much myself, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, that's one thing I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, you guys have your core values, right? And in first forum, you guys are kind of in that. We saw that and love that. So we started our own core value program within our, our promoters. So you have to abide by it. So the bottom line is, it's like this. We continue this because that's our number one is to create a fair playing field, a healthy playing field to make sure we are protecting our competitors' investment. Because I'm telling you right now, people spend a lot of money with trainers, a lot of time in the gym, 
And they should expect us to do what's right for them. And that's exactly what we're about. That's number one. And so we are constantly looking at things. You know, every, every once in a while you get someone that kind of slides by and you got another, you got all these other federations out there saying, oh, look, look, look. But the bottom line, that just makes me work harder. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. It happened uh, a couple of years ago. And that's why we kind of changed our going to life and all that fun stuff. And we started really using Smyrtle a lot more. On, on some of our, our, our drug tests. So it, it, we're always looking at trying to improve. It's, just, it's a cat and mouse, no doubt, guys. But, you know, my commitment is to my competitors. You know, if you're going to compete natty, I'm just going to tell you, that's what we're about. I mean, that's why we exist. That's mm-hmm. why I've been doing this 28 years. I mean, seriously, you know, so. When it comes to recruiting for these shows, um, how has the strategy changed for you over the years with the social media and with, <laughs> there's so many things, but here's the thing, like, you know, you know, you were, you were telling me, you know, off, off the mic one year, you told me, you know, it's not something that you naturally love doing. So it's just, you know, how have you guys had to evolve you and Becky to continue to promote these shows? What, what I find funny are national meetings. I'll look at these guys and I'll go, what if we didn't have social media? How would you promote your show? I don't know. I mean, it's just so funny. Right. Cause we rely on that so much now. So, you know, it's, okay, originally what we did, we go out and, you know, bring out posters, kiss babies and, you know, meet people at gyms, gym owners, whatnot, and, that, and, and hey, put my poster up. Sure. And then we would also, anybody that would enter our show, we would call, you know, say, hey, can you guys, we're going to send you some posters, you can put them in your gym. So we get that out there. I'm probably giving away too much stuff here, but anyway. <laughs> I don't think we're breaking any mold here. Yeah, right, right, right. I know, <laughs> so, I know, yeah. like, I know for us, you know, um, whether it was in Springfield or, you know, in, in St. Louis, um, we've been a big mouthpiece for you guys for a long time, oh, you know, know, when it comes to shows, because obviously we have a ton of people that come into our stores that are interested in bodybuilding. And I mean, that's a great way to. Yeah, we've to always spread. proudly hung your posters for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I brought the new ones in today, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Boom. That's great. Boom. So the, the posters is one thing, and you guys have. What I love about what you and Becky do so much is that you're not afraid to have those conversations like you're saying where, you know, there's, I can imagine, you know, hundreds of bodybuilders that got their start because you shoulder tapped them at the gym and introduced yourself and let them, let them know, sure. Hey, you've got a gift here, mm-hmm. you know, I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Liberty gym. They probably get tired of me doing that. I don't know. <laughs> but, sure. gym, but, uh, but yeah, I, I see young guys and I, I love to talk to young you know, young guys, like high, in high school. Right now, I'm, I'm trying to challenge, and by the way, out there, uh, I've got a fellow at Liberty North that's going to compete. I said, you know, maybe these guys at Old Liberty, maybe Staley, you know, get a team together. It'd be kind of fun. But that's what we, I, I love to do that because I want to introduce them to the, you know, sport of bodybuilding, and hopefully they stay natty, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you, do, you, uh, do you pay attention to bodybuilding outside of natural? Like, did you watch the Olympia this past weekend? You know, I do, but I I don't know who won. Yeah. Right now, I, I will tell it's you. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild finish this year. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I saw who was like the top three, I think, somewhere. Well, well, Derek Lunsford won the Olympia this year, and he's the first ever open 212 Olympia oh, winner. Really? Oh, interesting. Right? I, correct me if I'm wrong here, right? It's first ever. Uh, yeah, he's the first guy that's won 212, and then he also won open heavyweight. Yeah. Well, one thing I looked at was, and with us, it's more about, you don't have to be the biggest guy on stage. You got to be balanced and, and yeah. symmetrical. And and when I when I looked at some of the pictures, I'm like, um, I don't know what's Derek look like. What's he? He's he is the smallest waist competitor. Okay, he's, he's the one that basically has the best shape out of right. every everybody that's a top level right. competitor. So so you got to remember, he looks we, pretty natural, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. But unbelievable. Yeah, I seen him before. What do you think, Kyle, about Hani just walking off stage? Yeah, not very good sportsmanship. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, so, you, you look you look at that guy. See his calves match pretty much his biceps. Yeah, he's got a nice huge V taper and sweepy legs and all that. It's kind of like if you look at our natural side. Yeah, it's just a miniature version of that. Sure, there yeah. is a lot of uh, high level IFBB pros that got their start in natural bodybuilding. I think sure. Kai Green oh, is yeah. probably oh, the yeah. most oh, popular yeah. of yeah. those. Just as a, just a shout out to Justin Williams, who, you oh, know, yeah. who has been on our podcast a couple times. Justin uh, got a start, became a, an, uh, an, an AMBF pro, yeah. then became an IPE pro. Yeah. 
um, won the show, won the open overall in bodybuilding and did that for, I think a couple of years before he decided to get into PC and now he's an IFBB pro. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, absolutely got to start there and loved it. Well, it's kind of funny and, and I don't know if this is off color, but we always laugh, you know, like with, with our judges a lot of it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's called genetics. And when that sperm hit the egg and the two, two come together, sometimes you just can't beat that. Mm-hmm. And you, if you train hard and you, you work out right for balance, you're going to be unbeatable. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you're talking about the 280 pound guy in college. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I bet his parents are huge too. Yeah, uh, sure. Do you guys, you know, Carl Sievert? You guys seen him before? The guy's a huge guy huh. out, of, out of Minnesota. He's probably one of our biggest guys right now. Right. How do you spell Sievert? S i e v e r t. Sievert Carl. Luke's gonna make it happen here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe we can do the magic there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can pull up uh, probably um, IPE Worlds. Maybe mm-hmm. he's got it. Yeah. He's got Carl right, right. here. This, look at this dude. God dang. Unbelievable, man. That vascularity Un- is supernatural. But you, but it's funny, Carl, I'm going to say Carl, and he probably get mad at me because I know him pretty well. I think he might have been, he's about 5'10", I think. He might have been 2'10"-ish, maybe. That's that, pretty big. That's he's 2'10 on stage? Maybe. Five, that's humongous. 2'5". Two, two, that's, I mean, anything but 200 that's, that's pounds not, is just unbelievable. But you're not talking 250, 260, 270, you know? Right. So, but still just wildly yeah. impressive. Yeah, but think about it. You know, he, he's a natural guy. He's probably in the offseason sitting around 240. Probably, um, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's unreal, He might man. not let himself get that fat. <laughs> a couple of striated glutes, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, right. Unbelievable. Well, that's what's funny, too. You always hear, you know, and you read on social media, people, well, Natty shouldn't, there's no way a Natty can get that lean without taking something. No, no, no. You can't believe yeah. me. I, I mean, look, uh, you guys. I'm sure you guys know Cliff Wilson. You know, yeah. John Gorman. These guys know how to get these guys shredded. I've worked with a lot of competitors myself. Not as much because it's not my main thing. And uh, you can do. You can get it down. I mean, I I had a guy with 2.7 percent body fat on caliper. You know, sure. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, is this that's, that's what natural. I feel like uh, when I've that's, watched both sports as a spectator, it's what the natural side I think really hangs its hat on is. They really bring in the conditioning. Right, right. I think, it, you know, in, in being around, uh, you know, we were both from Springfield, so we knew John Gorman really well yeah. and, and um, been around natural bodybuilding for a long time. But it just seems like natural bodybuilding, when you're dieting down to that lo- that low level of body fat percentage, all they do is they extend the time period in which they're dieting. You know, where an NPC right. might try and diet somebody down in a 10-week or 12-week, you know, prep you know, these natural guys are going out to 20 weeks and, right. and bringing them down over a longer period of time because right. they have to mature, they have to preserve the muscle. Preserve the muscle. And they have no gear on the backside of things that's helping to preserve that muscle tissue, you know. Or th- increase the fat loss, et yep. cetera. Yeah. Right. So right. it is, uh, it, becomes, it becomes more of a, more of an art, that's for sure, and less of a science project. <laughs> well, it's, it's like I always tell people, I say, the thing is we can't rely on that. Yeah. So you've got to do an anabolic food diet yeah. and, and how do you do that i mean that's that's the secret to all the key you know you got to find that key on and on, on, on everybody pretty much so yeah. um and there's all different methods people go that way you know um and like and i'm sure i've talked to you guys go I'm, I'm i'm a big keto guy i've been doing that i mean before they call it keto you know it was uh when i was about 35 i, I jumped on that so i've been doing it like 31 still years so i'm still doing it that yeah way, so I think one of the first, uh, the first like competition diets I, I did was out of, um, carb cycling, carb cycling, uh, sure. the Beverly nutrition, um, carb cycle. If you remember that, that was a big in the natural bodybuilding community too, but it was basically two high days, one low day, two highs days, one low day. And that was right. the first time that I'd ever done any kind of carb manipulation. And it, it was crazy, you know how much easier it was to lose body fat doing that, you know? Right. Um, and I was probably 22 at the time, right. maybe 23. I don't know. And, uh, pretty wild. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, uh, I, I knew, uh, I well, talked to Sandy and Rod, Roger Reitinger. It owns that. Mm-hmm. Owns um, Beverly International. Oh yeah. And for our listeners, Beverly International is just a very well-known supplement right. brand amongst the natural bodybuilding community. Um, and, and that brand has seemingly like slowly, you know, fallen away from being, um, you know, well, well known, if you will. But um, one of the best supplement brands you could possibly try, uh, Supplement Superstore still probably carries oh, yeah, their stuff. Yeah. 
and um, some of the best tasting protein of all time. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, what's interesting, guys, is Be- Becky was competing in Park Hill, and uh, I think it's Don Heflin. I think I think his name was original owner of that. And uh, I walked up to him and I was talking to him about metrics, right? Because that was a big deal, right? And so Becky's on stage, whatever, or later. So I'm after the after party. We're at uh, like an Applebee's or whatever. And he comes walking in and come on over here. You want to sit with us? And he and we just got there. Absolutely. Oh my God, it was the best thing ever. I'm telling you guys, this is what's cool about being as long as we have. I got a ton of stories, you know, mm-hmm. the old man where you at thing, you know. But what was great was talking to him about, you know, basically uh, the purity of products. And at the time, the uh, the uh, it was the amino acid tablets. And they had a big deal. And you guys remember social media? I mean, no, no. Ultra 40s? Right, right. Well, then, then you got, yeah, you're, you're yeah. Um, and then you got, uh, what was that, uh, Muscle Media 2000. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Well, they were doing these tests on these things at nitrogen level. Make, you know, the better they was, the more nitrogen, whatever. And so what was interesting is uh, uh, he was telling me about how uh, I'll name this company, but uh, the same same company supplying the, the ingredients for his as his other company, and the, and and the other company's product was like not very good, heavily right? diluted. Right. Well, that's exactly what was going on. And uh, so the guy that was actually selling the ingredient was afraid that he was going to lose that business, thinking something was wrong with the product he was selling. So he actually asked Heflin if he would talk to him about it. And he goes, uh, so he called me, he said, oh, we're just cutting, you know what I mean? Flat, yeah, flat just, out. Just diluting it. Right, yeah. right. So he just said, hey, the thing is, you know, he said, I, as you see, I'm traveling around selling my product versus doing a lot of advertising, spending a ton of money on that because I want my product to be the best. You know, I put my money in the product more. So that was really impressive. And then he said, hey, after I get down to this uh, – tour i'm doing and so i'll send you a diet i'm like okay i'm thinking yeah maybe mm-hmm. sucker shows up i'm like dude this guy integrity i was really taken aback with that i mean that was really really cool you know so there's some really really neat things that happen you know you meet up so many p- people doing this i mean like i said i talk thousands of athletes well it's fun to people you know you find people that are um, appreciative oh. of the purity of the sport yeah and uh, of doing it the right way, and they really believe in doing things, you know, the best that you possibly yeah. could, versus uh, cutting a corner where you can save a buck. Right. I mean, you know? I mean, really, to be honest with you, I never, Becky and I, never got in this sport to make money. It was all about the sport, and we still are that way. I mean, that's you got to have that in your heart, right? And if you you you, you stray from that, any guess what? I really Every, believe everybody can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> First, she looked sh- pretty good then, didn't she? Yeah. What, sh- what show is that? What show is that for you guys? Th- that was actually the uh, Central Midwest USA, I think it was. And uh, you know, Becky was a lot better than me. She every time she competes, she win. I got like second in that show. She was first. That's awesome. <laughs> hey man, she's a badass, no doubt she about is. it. Still is. You guys, um, you know, you've done, you know, these these natural bodybuilding federations. Um, there's been so many right over the yeah, years and yeah. there's been a lot of name changes and so forth. Could you please describe to us what the most ideal natural bodybuilding federation would look like to you? Well, first of all, it'd be, we'd have to combine a lot of us together and have a like mindset in regards to core values, period. Right. Like we're talking about, um, drug testing has got to be, you know, right across the board, everybody's got to make sure their you know, QC's there. What's that? Quality control. Quality control. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's what, you know, we're big on that, seriously. So, like, we hold our promoters to that as well. So, <laughs> it's what's what's sad is the fact people, yeah, we, you guys need to come together. Well, we, we've tried. And I'll be honest with you. Um, our federation... We're the only ones that really have extended all, all the lease out there and have actually worked with the WMBF. We've worked with the OCB for a certain period of time and falling outs, you know, which is sad because we were, when we were OCB. We were just, we were killing it. I mean, cause they, they were kind of handling the East and West coast and we we're real strong down the center. And that's, that's the best scenario you can have. Right. I mean, I, it, it's kind of like that thing. We, we keep, you know, that pie in the sky. Hopefully we can get there again. Um, 
and uh, it's just a matter of giving up a little bit of your sand in your sandbox. Right. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, even when you guys were working with OCB, was it were you guys combining federations there, or just yeah. helping each other out? Well, what we were doing, we were handling all the you know Midwest stuff, and Fred had his pro show, and so we were feeding you know the Yorton Cup and the IFPA at the time, and it was it was great. It was a great uh, you know, partnership. It really was really worked good. Um, just had a fouling out of actually the two owners of OCB at the time, and uh, I, I really believe that kind of hurt bodybuilding natural bodybuilding as a whole for yeah. sure for sure you it's know, it's uh when you're trying to build prestige uh, what was the before ipe was it ifpa yeah ifpa that's what we were part of an ifpa pro yeah, and so yeah. when you became an ipe pro it was like well you know th- th- that's the sad part right is that you know someone's pro card right is no longer a thing that people can still win right right, right. Well, and so yeah you're trying to build that lasting power and so i think you guys are doing that now at the ip which yeah. i think is really cool well, it's kind of came down to, you know, we separated and, uh, you know, I had the conversation with Fred on the phone. I say, you know, look, you put on one of the best pro shows in the country. I mean, I've, I've been to York and I've been to, and you've been handling this federation for, I don't know, at that time, 15 years or better. I said, we need to start our own. You know, we've got to quit relying on these other people. And, you know, basically what we've had happen just now. Mm-hmm. Team up. Yeah. And so we decided, hey, we're just going to do our own. And I think it's working out really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know a good indication of what we just did this last week. Really was we had we had people from the UK to California, Florida, all over the place. Guys, I mean, um, I think sometimes people think that you know our shows are just kind of like mom and poppy, you know, local. No, 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 no. Uh, the nationals, we have people from all over the country. We had probably 20, 20 different states there, and probably a good 25, 30 states. I don't know for for the uh, the worlds. It, it's it's pretty broad based, surprisingly. So. Yeah, no, I've I've worked some of those world shows and met people from different countries several times. Yeah, you know. Um, with that being said, where do you want it to go from here? You know, what is the ideal f- next five years look like for for the NANBF and IPE? I knew you were going to ask that, and uh, you know, it, it's it, expansion thing, uh, like you were talking about. Um, I'm really don't like to actually expand into other territories because all you're doing is watering things down more. I didn't know we were expanding. I didn't know I was talking about expanding another territory. No, no, no. Is that you're just talking about what we're going to look like in five years, right? Sure, sure. So the deal is, I, I would rather us uh, combine with somebody if we can. Sure. Because now you're not adding you know, shows in a certain geographical territory. So then the shows will have plenty of people in the show. Right. We're right? not devaluing the shows. You water it down. Right. And you know the worst thing you can get is you know you get you say well I'm getting away this many pro cards. And what happens is you don't have enough for that particular division to give that card out. Like for us, it's got to be a minimum of five, which is kind of low anyway. But in uh, and, and, and the problem is when you have other federations come in, which has happened in the couple, last few years, um, they're giving away cards with less. And we're finding out. Yeah, and devaluing a pro card. Right, right. And so uh, that kind of hurts, I guess, natural bodybuilding as a whole where we're at right now. And so we're sticking to our five, you know, whatever. But the bottom line is, you know, if we expand what we're doing, it kind of waters it down. It's better to kind of join together. You know what I mean? It is kind of a delicate balance because it's like you need to have enough people at the show where the competition is good. But if you have too many people at the show, then the show gets clunky and it becomes, you know, drawn out and it's, it's too much. Um, It's hard to manage. It's, it's, it's undesirable for a competitor, right? So you kind of have to find that balance. You guys have done a phenomenal job. I think with that aspect of it, as far as how you guys run your shows, I think Mm -hmm. you and Becky are the best in the game at that. Appreciate that. Uh, always so streamlined. Everybody's out of there by like 4 p.m. someday. It's wild how how you guys. Yeah, the running format it. you guys do is great, and that's but, um, why we did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the, the, I want to. I want to get out of there and else. have a have a nice dinner with their family. You know? <laughs> right, right. They're hungry. <laughs> what I would challenge you guys you guys on is, you know, we can't control how other people and other federations are going to run right. their stuff, and mm. um, we can pull our hair out watching other people not, you know, value same things that you guys value as far as your values go as a, as a federation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so rather than, um, you know, do like, I guess you just might not have the bandwidth or the amount of people on your team to be able to, to pull it off. But it's, you know, let's say I'm, I'm watching how another federation's handling things and they're just simply not 
valuing things the same way you guys do and they're not putting on a show the same way that you and Becky can, what makes you not want to just go into their territory, put on the badass show that you need to put on and, and outlast them? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. To, to, to expand natural bodybuilding in the uh, framework in which mm-hmm. you guys value it the most. Well, we, we, uh, we have expanded. Uh, we have, actually, I'm going to judge a show in Arizona this weekend in Tucson. Are you going to judge a show or are you going on vacation? Because I love Arizona. <laughs> Tucson's beautiful around so, this time of year. I'm going to tell you what, you know, it's like Colorado, that was the idea, but, you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys are doing show in Loveland, is that right? Loveland, Colorado? Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Loveland right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's Kwaku Fall. He's putting the show, by the way, at uh, Arizona this weekend. And we've actually, uh, you know, on the, on the East Coast, we started a show in Virginia. And, uh, and who is we when you say that? In EMBF. Gotcha. IP. Right. Yep. So, uh, well, Shelly, you're out there. Oh, but, the, but the, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to expand a lot, actually, um, okay. if we can. I mean, the difference between us, I think, and other people, we, we don't just bring on anybody. We do a lot of vetting. And we also do a lot of mentoring as well. Because um, we want to make sure the shows are as good as mine. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I mean, that's the whole bottom line. I mean, uh, anybody that takes on a show with us, you know, they got we, we got their back. And we, we really helped them a lot. Uh, and one of the things, too, I want to stress, too, is, uh, and I didn't really, we didn't really know this, but um, to some degree, our pro shows, our federation actually subsidizes the shows, which I don't think anybody else does that out there. For our listeners, could you help us describe what that means? It means that uh, it's all, pers- no matter how big your show is, it can be the purse money for pro shows. It's up 25% to 50% of the show purse money. So that helps the promoter. It really does. It takes a little burden off them. And then also, if they can get really good sponsorship, they can actually increase that, you know, as far as that purse money. So that's something that we've been doing for a long, long time. And uh, we believe that's why we have a lot of tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, people stay with us. We don't lose promoters because of that. Uh, we just, we really don't. I mean, it's, uh, if you don't lose promoters, you also don't lose sponsors as well easily as well. Right, right. Yeah. Consistency actually, and then in in, in in your competitor base, uh, I'm gonna say you know, of course we know our, our competition. Uh, I, I look at the per capita show, and we're still probably the largest out there, number wise. What's your uh, What's your most proud show? This is this is gonna be fun, an exercise in what you've done in the past. What is your most favorite show you and Becky have ever promoted? Our baby, Southern States, the original one. What year? Oh, God. It's, it's kind of, well, I'm going to tell you what. There's probably four years, five years of like 250, 260 competitors. And you're talking about, and we learned a lot. You're talking about managing it. But, gosh, we got it done. And w- what happened was we decided to do our Friday night show. And it, this live judging thing, that's what was born out of it. We had a guy that was really good with uh, Excel, and we came up with our, we have a computerized uh uh, tally sheet form set up. So when you're judging, you send it down, they, it's just automatic. That way you didn't have to have a break to do your tally. Right? That's how. That's why they used to do that. It's all hand done, your tally. Um, so they take a break and they come back. So we thought, well, how are we going to get this done? we got to start the show at 6. got to get out of there before midnight. <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, um, um, you know, it's, it, the guy that did it, you know, uh, got rest of him, Mr. Mark. Love the dude. And uh, he kind of got us on the right track of doing that. And that's why we do that now. And we, so we brought in the, to all the whole complete show the next day as well. And that's how we do that. You know, and for the running format, if you guys want to know what that means, is you walk out on stage, you do your, your uh, mandatory poses against everybody, come back, same bodybuilding, you do your routine, and you're awarded immediately. You're only there maybe for three hours versus a whole day. Right. So it makes and it really a nice. A whole day, 12 hours minimum. You know. <laughs> right, right. Wild. NPC shows be going till one, one a.m. Yeah. <laughs> routinely. Well, and, and 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 what's good about this, especially right now, you know, it costs a lot to do a lot of things now, you know, because of inflation. So you're not having to maybe spend a night where you had to do it before. Yeah, your family, you know, that's that's big money. What well, what would you? How many how many shows a year are you judging specifically? Oh, I, Becky and I, we. I'll bet we're eight to ten a year. So let's say we have somebody listening to this podcast and they're just getting into bodybuilding, just wanting to sign up for a show, what do you as a judge tell them they need to focus on the most to get the best 
um, place and the most out of their first show. Okay. You were talking about long, how long you prepare out. I, I would just say the final product. What, what right. should they, well, you know, what yeah. should they be looking, uh, focusing on while they're training up until the show? Um, conditioning for one. But really, I'm going to tell you right now. I what, what, so are, what's it, what are you guys judging on conditioning? Are you looking at like the back of the glutes? Um, you know, it's an overall thing. Okay. Um, and, you know, having striated glutes doesn't mean you're going to win. Mm-hmm. It, it's more about, we were talking about a minute ago, symmetry. Um, be honest with you, when I judge a pro show, it's actually sometimes easier because everybody's lean, everybody's ready to go, they're better posing. You know, and you look up there and it's a symmetry thing. As long as they're as lean as the other guy, you know, that kind of thing. So, or, or to that criteria. Um, and, 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 but here's the deal. You better be prepared to be able to, to actually show it correctly, too, in, in a symmetrical manner. I mean, you, I always Posing say. Posing. Yeah, yeah. It, that's really huge at that point. It's kind of like everything leads up to that, but then your actual craft. It's like, you know, Pat Mahomes, you know, guess what? He can practice, practice, practice. When it comes down to the, to the, you know, the game, you better be able to deliver that, you know. I mean, so the bottom line is the, the actual competition is your, how well you actually, you know, show your physique. How, how much posing should somebody do leading up to a show? Tons. Yeah. I mean. Every day, 30 minutes? Yeah. After easily. they get done training? Absolutely. In fact, we, we always talk about those sweats on and use that for your cardio. Mm-hmm. Hold those poses for, you know, a minute at a time. And just keep going through them, keep going through them, keep going through them. And then it's, it's automatic. You know? me, me and my kids always do a pose down after dinner every <laughs> night. I, I'm still winning. So you're getting pretty good. I got the most muscular crab, but, you there know. There you go. Sully, Sully tries to hit me with the double back by. And I'm Absolutely. like, whatever, dude. He's a natural. <laughs> He's got linebacker shoulders already. I know. The guy's jacked. Unreal. But, you know, one of the things I always, one of my favorite sayings is don't be a backstage winner. Um, because, you, you know, we're walking through there, and I'll see, God, that dude looks good. That, oh, my God, that lady. And you're like, there's no way that they're not going to win. And they walk out on stage, and they just destroy themselves, you know, with bad posing. It's just they're, you know, overposing, or what do you want to call it? Overposing sure. is, uh, is a real thing. When somebody gets to shake in, you know, they can't hold the pose very long. Right, right. Also, people underestimate how tiring posing is oh, for, God, for yeah. that amount of time. Um, I've seen many people not be able to even hold poses long enough. It's wild to see that shaking, um, <laughs> at times. Well, it's just, there's something so impressive about somebody who, um, does a real slow motion, you know, pose and holds it and holds it in a really calm, steady manner compared to the person who's like, you know, ready to try to get their veins to bust out of their body, you know, and they're smiling. Yeah. Like this is easy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? There's something about them that when they can do a real effortless pose, it's just a beautiful thing. Right, right. One of the best things I I'd seen was uh, with the I think it was the Yorton Cup several years ago, and a guy named Marshall Johnson. He's up. He's 54, and there's a new guy. God, I can't remember his name. His name, last name was Hill, I think. Anyway, he was only like 19, 18, phenomenon, you know. And he's out there. He's about ready to pass out, and he he actually walks off stage, and. He walks off. Marshall sees this. He's like, let's go, let's go. And he's like 54 and just come on. You know, I mean, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. He came back on stage, but kind of hurt him a little bit. But there he is. Look at that. 54 years old. Hey, he's probably older there now. He's still doing it. I bet wow. he's 60 right now or plus. That's incredible, man. Yeah. So yeah, amazing athlete. You're in a spot where, you know, you guys have been in this industry now for so long, 28 years promoting bodybuilding. Have you ever considered owning a gym, opening a gym of your own? Yeah, we have. Uh, we've actually were approached, actually, uh, by the uh, OG up off of North Oak Trafficway years ago. But uh, just, there's a lot of uh, baggage to go with it. And we thought, no, we're not going to do that. Sure. I mean, we've, we've really thought about doing that at one time or another. Some back taxes, if you will. G- gym <laughs> business is a hard, hard business. Yeah, but it was, it's not the written this one right now. I'm just going to say yeah. it was years and years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But, but it, was a, it was a really good gym, and the thing has always been there. It, it's really never gone out of business pretty much. It's, oh, it's a phenomenal gym. This is it, crazy. it is yeah, a we staple. Love the, we love that gym. Gym, gym. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, uh, you guys have lived in Kansas City your whole life? Yeah. So on every podcast, we have 
A very, very important question. The most important question yeah. of all podcasts. <laughs> and, and it goes well with him being in bodybuilding because it, just it, like in bodybuilding, you need a treat meal every now and then. You need the cheat meal every now and then, John. Oh, yeah. You need the cheat meal every now and then. Yeah. Kane City is known for barbecue, uh-huh. right? You guys have a favorite barbecue spot. Where would you, where would you say your absolute favorite barbecue spot is? Actually, Becky and I don't go out too much and go to barbecue places, but I'm gonna say uh, Jack Stack. Been there several times. Really pretty good. Jack Stack's but pretty I, good. I will say Q39 sauce is pretty good. Yeah, I know you guys love that. We you, love Q39. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know. We like Q39. I watched a few of these, you know, yeah. podcasts. Last last week's uh, guest just absolutely bananas. Said he he had just moved here, right? And he was just two places that he didn't like. That he would try it. And he's like, I tried a couple places. They weren't that special. We're like, oh, what two places? Like, where where could you have gone? Our two favorites. And he was like, ah, I went to some place called, I think, Jack Stack and then Q39. He dogged both. Right. We were like, no way. Hey, I will t- I will tell you guys. And this is, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one or not. Wabash, Excelsior. Yeah, you know what? Oh, Wa- my God. Wabash, I've heard. In Excelsior Springs? In Excelsior Springs. Ooh. Might I have had, to make the trip. I had a, so I, when I got to college in Springfield, Missouri, I was from St. Louis area. Across the hall for me was two of my really good friends that I made in college, John and Todd, and they were both from Excelsior Springs, and they said that Wabash was the spot. <laughs> it's really good. We go guy. stay at the Elms and then, you know, hit Wabash up. Right, you know? right. But, and, hey, they're, they're a little guy, you know, but and Becky's actually from Excelsior. They've been doing it for years and years, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, it's, it's a real spotty in stores. Show us, Luke. Sauce. Show yeah. us. But I, I've got a couple of bottles in my cabinet right now there it is it's, i think it's the old Yo. train station since there, 1997 yeah yeah man cool spot yeah well we appreciate taking your time yeah. you know being yeah. on here man it's uh, been a long time coming we're so yeah. excited for uh the future what you guys go and all that expansion you're talking about and um where can people to- find you where can they find out more about you know you guys' uh bodybuilding and the shows you guys have coming up where where would they go uh www.nambf.net that's our main you know of course, social media. You can look at this. What's the Instagram page? Um, I believe it's uh, ours in NBF underscore. Uh, there's a gateway. There's a bunch of them. You pretty much put our name in there. You're going to find us, you know. And I want John Arnold and whatnot. You know, I want to share one more story. Yeah. Luke, I want you to go back to that page you found of uh, the photo of uh, Super Source. Find that photo. So my first time meeting John, uh, I was 22 <laughs> years old. And uh, I came up to I came up to Kansas City to work a show for First Form, and it was the first time they ever brought out the glowing. Oh God, booth. that thing was amazing! It was unreal. It was a, it we was the like, first of its kind. Up? Yeah, what is this? No one knew what to think. <laughs> that you thing I mean? sucks <laughs> to put up. It's T- oh, terrible. <laughs> well, imagine doing it for the first time ever, Kyle, where no one knew how. <laughs> right? And uh, hey, Chris Bird, R.I.P. Yeah, but yeah. what a fun what a fun day this was That's for super us. Source. I know. I, put, I told them to put that up on purpose because that's part of the story. So oh, I'm yeah. working for First Form, and we're in, this is 2012, I believe, or maybe 2011. And uh, we at Supplement Superstores were really strongly considering coming to Kansas City. Look at that nectar. So I know. So we decided <laughs> to show up. We decided to show up to this show as First Form, but we were really secretly also kind of plotting to see what was going on in the supplement store spots of Kansas City to see if it made sense for us to open a store up here, right? And there was a supplement super source, as you guys can see on the screen if you're on right. YouTube. This was a real place. And what made it even more crazy was the owner of Supplement Super Source actually was the top guy at another store across town called Supplement Source. And <laughs> yeah, he left and he left that store to open up his own because he got in a fight with the owner of some capacity and said, like, I'm gonna go do my own. And he literally just called it Supplement Super Source. <laughs> And uh, we felt like those, you know, that meme of like four, you know, Spider-Mans all pointing at each other because I'm like, dude, if we were going to come up here, what are we going to do? We got to change our name because there's so many. And so whenever we, we opened up in Shawnee, we were actually across the street from where Super Source used to be. Yep. And, right. and, and, and people would come in and be like, you guys just move across the street. And we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and there were still some shades of people who had been shopping there in the past. So just a wild time but that was the first time I ever meeting you and it was a right. it was a crazy dog fight man at the time this was whenever you guys were having that those bigger shows like you were saying 250 right. plus competitors we had complete nutrition was there gnc was there vitamin shop was there supplement super source was there and supplement source was there and we were just in quotes as first form john was, you ever had the nectar wild no 
Oh, you've never had I the never nectar? nectar no. Oh man, it's good. Oh, Beverly guy, it's pretty tasty. Oh, my God, hey. nectar sweets, dude. Remember when we found nectar sweets? We found the, the cookies and sweets. cream. It was a double stuffed Oreo. People would bring that in and they'd show me the the ingredients label. I'd say impossible. Yeah, impossible. It, it tastes it was, like this. It was the best damn tasting protein so we ever had. I wonder if it's still around. Hey guys, I got to tell you though, when you guys put that thing up in the lobby. The glow in the dark oh, first form and of the And it was so booth. big that nobody yeah. could see GNC on the other side. And, and I walked over and I go, oh, it looks like we are up our game. I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that. Couple, <laughs> you know? couple of mean, them, couple of them uh, tucked tail and left. They oh. literally fold up their stuff and went home. It was crazy. That thing was like there it is. Own little there it is, store. Luke, yeah. dead center. <laughs> Hit us up. Nectar Sweets. Where is it at? <laughs> down, <laughs> down one. Right there, second to the yeah, left. That's the one. buddy. <laughs> that guy right there by Syntrax. It would say oh, yeah. on the label Syntrax, only for like yeah. people that were, you know, gastric bypass patients. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I'm still going to drink it. It was so good, man. <laughs> they had fuzzy navel, roadside lemonade. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a different era. I'm never going to eat or drink anything that's fuzzy, fuzzy navel flavored. Still don't understand Jesus. that one. Yes. Well, we appreciate you, man. Uh, please tell Becky sent over our best, and uh, you know Absolutely. we're excited for you, man. Yeah, hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, these guys are the best. Oh, thanks, I'm not, man. I, you guys have been with me from the get go here, and I, I can't tell you how what that means to us. I'm not, I'm not kidding. This it, is a heart. Thank well, you, man. Yeah, hey, we we really appreciate. It. We love supporting. We yeah. love supporting, man. And it's uh, really important for us to support local bodybuilding. You guys, you, right. you know what you guys are doing. It's, you and Becky make it very easy for us to support because yeah. of the way that you guys care and how you guys do things. Yeah. And so, like yeah. I said, uh, we appreciate how much you inspire others to get into the sport and uh, and appreciate fitness like we do. So, thank yep. you so much, man. Yes, sir.